0: I have some bonus ass sleeves that I can can get in for you guys. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, this is from Jason Torres. He says, when planning a return flight home from a trip, what's the plan? Early flight to get home at a good time, afternoon so you can sleep in and have some brunch, or a late flight so you can have a last day to finish up activities that you missed out on?
1: Uh, So, this is a multi-level thing. I'm going to offer some free game to you, by the way. Sometimes, if you're booking trips, book the return flight first. Ends up being cheaper. Um... I always like to get back early as, po- as early as possible. Mainly because, like, you know, terrible weather aside, typically where I'm going is not going to be as nice as what I'm returning to. So, Slee, I try to maximize my time in the nicest place I'm in. Even if the people that I'm with. I mean, it depends. If we're with somebody, obviously yeah. I'm going to leave later. But, you know, if I can get back to California faster or earlier in the day, that's what I'm going to do. I like to chase the sun too. That's what they do on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. You like leave at sunset and you get back and the sun still hasn't set, that's awesome.
2: So we, um, uh, the trip to Mexico was all over the place. But I'm trying to maximize my trip. Wherever I'm going, I want to be there for as long as possible. It wasn't ideal because I- I'm not ideal trying to get back here on Tuesday night at 11 p.m. or midnight it. and then I got work on Wednesday. Yeah. However, there are no return flights coming on Monday. I had no choice. If I had to take the if I had to take uh, the chance, I'm going to do that. I'm a very much maximize my time where I'm going. Okay. If I can squeeze every inch out. Am I going to be tired when I come back? I probably am, but you know what? A couple days will go by, get some rest when you get back. I want to enjoy where I'm going as best as I can. I try to stay as you long as I can.
0: For me, if I'm flying that day, that's all I'm thinking. That's all about. you're doing that day. So yeah. I, I can't be like I. I would be so stressed about like oh, if we're gonna go to brunch, it's like oh, it's gonna be late. Is there be traffic? <laughs> I would get to the plane, air like the airport really early. I, I always fly early, get home, rest, unpack, do laundry. I'm much more of that kind of person.
1: Now don't get me wrong. There was a time when I thought that I was I'm gonna be like up. the go hard grinder and be like, yeah, I'm getting on 7 a.m. flight so I can have a day and wherever I'm going. Those days are over, bro. There's no way I'm getting on a flight before 10 a.m. unless I absolutely have to. So not done for me. Oh, the the trip
2: there. Oh, ooh, not good. Brutal. The the trip we took. Part of it had to do with pricing as well. Also had to do with non-flight. It was the worst time you can go. It's a three and a half hour flight to to where we were going in Mexico, okay. right? Three, and then what? I mean, like you flew there and then you were there or twelve thirty in the morning Oof. is when we took off three and a half hour flight that means and they're two hours ahead oh so you so got here at 5 a.m this was going there
1: oh okay this uh. was going there <laughs>
2: Oh, it was just awful. But I had already coordinated with the Airbnb. They're like, hey, you can come in when you get in. So it was like, okay, we're You're just going to get there. You're
1: out here around in a foreign country in the middle of the night yes. with bags? And well, how no, far no, was
2: no, from the airport the time, to the-, the um, Buck and a half. And we already have a car uh, service waiting. Okay. It's just like a van service that sure, they're yeah. going to take people there. yeah. yeah. But it was—I I was, you know—telling my girl, it was kind of comical. I'm like, "What are we doing?" She's like, "I don't know." <laughs> right, that's a—that's a but, John
1: Candy movie on some level, right there. It's like the great it, outdoors. What,
2: if it wasn't that, you have a one stop in Houston for three hours, and this—no, I'm not doing all that. Yeah. Just oh, you know, me, you're not a layover the, guy. Uh, If I could avoid it, I'm definitely trying to avoid it. It
1: depends. Sometimes layovers are all right because it it breaks up the stress a little bit. And if you like the airport, it's not bad. All
2: right. Tell me, talk to me about uh, you got, there's a big, obviously, game tomorrow at the Rose Bowl. So LAFC taking on uh, the Galaxy. Talk to me about uh, you're going to that, right? Or you're trying to go to it? You're trying to go to
1: it. We're going to, you know, um, but more importantly, though, the soccer season is starting back, which is yep. a big deal. It's a big deal for a couple of reasons. Um, Emily and I talked about this a little bit. LEFC, only team to won a title last year. So that was big. So uh, we'll see what happens this weekend, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to a different event for a Premier League game. Like I got invited to something. You ever get invited to something in the morning and you see the flyer and you're like, oh, right. <laughs> the flyer says 8 a.m. on it. Like I haven't looked at okay, a flyer. Wait, are you
0: going to Arsenal?
1: Uh, who? What is, who am okay, I, so no, Manu is playing Liverpool. So
0: my where? Um,
1: let's see, I'll look it up.
0: My best friend, uh, her fiance, who's also my friend too, he. Big Arsenal fan, and right. he will go at 4 a.m. Oh, 3 a.m. Yeah. to bars, bars yep. every week. It's like the it's what yeah. he does all the time. Oh, this is and,
2: something and yeah. I did for I, Taylor, and I do the same. This is thing,
1: something I did for 15 did. years of my life. I, yeah, th- no, those he, days are just kind of over. It's been a while, but to get invited to something like an yeah. actual party invite that says that's says 8 a.m. But that's was that's laughing.
2: legit. Premier League, something the yeah, Premier. That'd ask. be fun. That's pretty cool. And
1: this player that I know, who is this Uruguayan player, his name mm-hmm. is Diego Forlan. He's gonna be there. I'm very excited about that. I'm basically I'm basically going to meet Diego Forlan. If you know who he is, great for you because he's one of the best to players. And then, are you going
2: to go see Cocaine Bear this weekend, or
3: no? Uh,
1: that might be tonight's plan if I am have enough energy to make it from my apartment to the movie theater. But
3: it's gruesome, remember?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know, very gruesome. But I don't really have anything else going on. And I love it's how cold you out. said, "Close your eyes." I love yeah. how you said, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: "This is like when you're a kid, right. you're just blocking your, your eyes." Contund- are they making out? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I love how you said if you have enough energy. I love how it takes energy to go see a movie
1: and do nothing. Well, I mean, I'm with you on it, I, but I'm listen, saying that the, I gotta have enough energy of, to stay awake. I've I've known to fall asleep in movie theaters. You will I'm, not
0: have trouble staying okay. awake in Cocaine Bear. All right,
1: very well, very well.
0: It's also a tight ninety. It's ninety minutes long. Oh, okay. The best you know what? Now,
1: now I'm back in. That I'm is the in? most. Go see Babylon thing. tonight. <laughs> tight ninety is my kind of flip. Did you see Babylon? No. It, it, did we have this conversation? I know no. we
2: had it with everybody else. No, the three-hour movie. Oh, are yeah. you already out? No, way out. You already way out. out. We did even have this if it's conversation. really good. Doesn't matter. I mean,
1: three hours. I know three hours got three
2: hours in a movie theater. It's literally three NBA games. It's it's a lot. <laughs> Sign <laughs> Emily lot. up. Do not have that kind of time. Okay, um, I want to want to get your thoughts on this. So there's been evolutions in every sport. Mm-hmm. I'm a, let, let me start off with the NBA and we get to baseball. Do you remember the days where an NBA game was 86 to 84? Yes, it sucks. And the Pistons and the Spurs went at it, and I was the only one like, this is a great game. This the the Bucs the the would
1: play the Pacers. Look the at the defense. First to here. 80 wins. You know what I mean? And you're like, <laughs> what's happening here?
2: All right, so now, um, you know, over the years, it all going to come down to what's the most entertaining product that you can have uh-huh. over the years. The game has evolved in the NBA, hand checking this, that there's, there's uh, they're making sure that offense is a priority. Last night's a good example. The Lakers at 124 points and it was like a casual night. It was 124 yeah. to 111. <laughs> right. Even the Warriors could put up 111 without Steph and without Andrew Wiggins, uh-huh. the NFL. I think the way they have um, obviously trying to make the game safer Naturally, as well, by making the game safer, no uh, late hits on the quarterback, sure. no the, the safety can targeting
1: be. and so forth has changed the entire 100%. landscape of defense.
2: Completely changed it, so I think it also lends some, it yields some advantages to the offense. There's some changes coming to baseball, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on if what baseball has in mind, what they're trying to do. The shift, gone this upcoming season. Yep. Um, I think they're doing some other things, too, that I'm a the big fan of. Bases are bigger? The bases are bigger. You tell me. I, I, I don't know Pitch one clock. way or the other. Pitch clock I'm a fan of. I think that's interesting. And then there's other little things that have nothing to do with offense I just think will be more entertaining. You get to play every single team every year, so you don't that's have to watch, schedule watch thing, the Arizona yeah. Diamondbacks 19 times <laughs> and then the Rockies 19 <laughs> right. times. You're going to spread that around. You like where this is the kind of heading for one, baseball?
1: The biggest one that you did not mention, which I think is also the most complicated, is the throwover rule. You throw over first twice, guy doesn't go, you're done. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's going to change as much as people think in terms of like guys just running all over the place, Sure. but it does change you're a little You're more strategic it, it, on how you do it. It's a far more strategic setup, especially also for the runner. Because the assumption is that with bigger bases, there's a shorter distance between the base paths, yep. and with less throwovers, guys are going to be running all over the place. Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe. But the shift change, what it is is this, Lee. All of these things in one, if you were to just make the bases bigger, or if you were to just change the shift, Not gonna or change if you were to all just that much. change the throwovers, it mm-hmm. wouldn't change a ton. But between pitch clocks, shifts, base size, and throwovers – you've got a completely different situation on the infield almost mm-hmm. every time there's a runner on base. And to me, that alone is going to make things more exciting. People got all up in arms when the extra runner was announced in terms of what they were going to do in extras. Extra innings, yeah. I like that. You know why? It I just, didn't like it in the beginning. It just made the baseball more interesting. You know, you're not waiting around. I, I, the speed of the game is not my concern. I, I am a hardcore baseball fan. I don't How particularly How about for mind. somebody
2: else? Is that a, a deterrent? But
1: here's what I'm going to say is that If the quality of the baseball improves because it's more exciting, the clock matters less, so to speak. The proverbial clock. There's no clock in baseball outside of the pitch clock. But if the quality of the game goes up, as in people enjoy what they're looking at more, that to me is the ultimate goal. Sure, you might want to shave a half an hour here off of a game. Not here and there, but I'm saying you know in the total of a week. You might want to shave a half an hour or so off the game or whatever, but you want people to like what they're actually looking at. This is where the difference in the NBA is. The NBA has not only changed rules; the entirety of like the body sizes of human beings in the NBA has changed. You're looking at a completely different thing sure. than you were
2: 15 years ago. It's less they value the center less. They value uh, posting up less. They value they, no, no. This is sprint. It's 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 kind of funny just from a Laker perspective. There are times where they inbound. Lakers have a terrible possession on defense mm-hmm. and the Lakers are so quick to want to push the ball up the floor. It's like, does anybody want to focus on just what happened on
1: defense? <laughs> right. answer is no. Right. They Answers don't. The answer is no. I don't think that the changes in the next 10 years to baseball will feel as drastic as the changes in the last 10 years or 15 years to basketball have. I don't think that the entire setup of how players, you know, sort of interface with the game is going to change. I just think things are going to be more fun for the dudes on the field at the time. I like pretty much all of the changes. Um, trying to think of what i don't like about it there's not much i mean i'm willing to look at it there were thoughts about trying to move the you know the mound back and all this other weird stuff which i which some people like totally that. out of some pocket. people like that I, moving the mound back is insanity as far as I'm, so, concerned. I, I,
2: I'm gonna read off a quote here yeah mookie had this um says a game is hard you know what i'm saying people need to lower their expectations a little bit at the end of the day it's a hundred miles per hour we're talking about the pitches mm-hmm. it's a round ball with a round bat and you have you have to be millimeters precise and I think what he's talking about, the challenge, there were some stats out there that um, batting average stood at two seventy one in nineteen ninety nine, now it's in at two forty three in twenty twenty two, the lowest since nineteen sixty eight. So I think it's just ideas of how can you get more offense. I don't have an answer for that. I, I really don't. I'm very curious to see these changes I, that you're talking about. Yeah. How will affect the game. I know sitting with Trav on a you know at a daily basis. He 100% is a fan of the changes. He is a, a He's an old-school baseball guy, but that wants to see the game evolve, which is not typically what old-school baseball guys want. Trav's also a
1: pitcher, mm-hmm. and I think that this affects pitchers more than anything in terms of how they train. You look at some of the guys in spring training right now. They got clocks in their bullpen sessions. Yep. Guys are figuring out new stuff, tinkering things. And mainly, here's the easiest way to know that something is going well is that if the players like it... It's probably pretty good. And yeah. I haven't seen a ton of complaints from guys. And you know, guys I've talked to haven't hated it. Again, if a pitcher works faster, that improves the overall quality of the baseball game, not just the time. Personal I- I'm thing. curious.
2: I think it would be uh, – I'm, I'm interested to see this upcoming season how, is it, how it has its effect. Um, there's a game across the street tonight. It's the Clippers and the Sacramento Kings. I brought up a conversation with you yesterday. We didn't get a chance to get into it. Yep. This was off air. <laughs> and we were talking about – if you look at the Clippers get, as a whole— I'm trying
1: to get my mentions going crazy again.
2: No, and, <laughs> and I know you don't care either. No. You, this is how you feel, and that's exactly yeah. how it should be. Russ is going to play his first game as a Los Angeles Laker tonight. Clipper. Um, or, I'm sorry, as a Los Angeles Clipper tonight. And when I've had the conversation—I thought it was interesting yesterday. John said, hey, if I have three teams that I'm most—that I think are going to make this run in the Western Conference, it was the Suns, they got Kevin Durant— mm-hmm. It was the Golden State Warriors. He's saying, hey, they're the defending champs. They're going to get healthy eventually. And the third one was the Clippers. Yeah. Steve Ballmer has owned the Clippers now for, I think this is his ninth year that, he, that he's owned them. They got a number of guys that have Southern California ties, whether yeah. it's Norman Powell went to UCLA or uh, Kawhi, PG, Russell Westbrook. They're about to go build a stadium in Inglewood that's gonna have their own home and Steve Bomber's the richest owner in professional sports. Yeah, I be still fun. think that he's that that he still is. With all that in mind, I'm curious to see, and I definitely have an answer on this, has the perception of the Clippers changed in these last nine years Mm -hmm. or do you still look at them the same laker fans if you want to weigh on in this clipper fans if you want to weigh in on this i think it's kind of fascinating what's happening with the clippers and i do think there'll be a team to reckon with by the time the season's all said and done we'll do that coming up next stay right here
4: this is the travis and sleeva show 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify
2: On 710 ESPN. I've never been a more
1: uh, Sacramento Kings fan. Than
0: tonight? Than tonight. Yeah. yeah.
1: We got a lot of tweeters calling in there saying more bear talk. So, just just letting you they know. Just
0: love it. Before, this is we'll
1: double down on that. This little is little later.
2: my petty Laker fan-ish. Yeah. Clippers, Westbrook, the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm already, I asked him, I said, can I borrow your Tyreek Evans jersey for You want to come tonight, Slee? Let's go. No, I can't do it. Oh, you got something. I can't do it. Um, no,
1: because you don't want if, if, sli- if somebody sees sleep I had to wear it 38 times this year no, no, I no, wore with no, no, Joe Marks. Ma- I'm you saying, know, like a- just walking the concourse With a Kings fan at a Clippers game Somebody might take you out I don't know if they'd take me out Or they'd be incredibly confused
2: Not understanding <laughs> what the hell is going on What do you got over there, M?
0: Okay, so I was telling uh, Clinton a story about this in the break. It's kind of semi sports related. So, um, so rainy days reminds me of this story. So, I worked for NFL Films right out of college. I was an intern. Um, so, it. Uh, <laughs> so, when you're an intern, you do random stuff for these producers. Yes. So, someone someone emailed us and was like, "Hey, I have, I have a task." So, I went to the, the producer's desk and I was like, "Hey, guys, uh, what, what's going on?" He said, uh, "So." They did a football life about Michael, Michael Strahan the year before I got there, and so his um, Michael Strahan's mom had reached out and said that she had lost a lot of his baby photos, and mm. so uh, and a lot of them were used in the football life. So they asked, "Oh, can you go run to a CVS somewhere else, print them off uh, with his flash drive?" And it's like, "Cool, whatever." So I go to the CVS in like middle of nowhere, New Jersey, and I plug <laughs> it in, and God, since it was raining outside, this this photo this photo thing took. Forever, like I think there's like some like wiring thing or whatever that when it rains it gets really really slow. It's like so direct I,
1: TV. The cable just goes out. It goes out. Yeah.
0: I had to sit there for two and a half hours while Waiting all of these photos load? were no. printing of Michael Strahan as a baby as a child, and like. <laughs> I was getting weird looks because like, <laughs> right. why do you have so many photos Who is of this Michael Strahan? Random woman, <laughs> who's printing out photos. And hey, are you going to really sit there
2: and explain right. the whole thing? That's going to happen. Like, it, you can't it break just, it down. So that's Crazy. what
0: rainy days remind me of. It's like I was just sitting there as a task as an intern, but it was a it's a great internship if anyone's looking for it. That's funny.
2: I, maybe for you guys because look, if you're from Southern California, it's not like what we have right now going on. It, in two weeks, it's going to be beautiful and sunny, and yeah, it's going to be like that a, this for an eight anomaly. months. Yeah, okay? This so, is an anomaly. Right. But I, I know growing up for me, I used to love rainy days. I used to love them. It, we just didn't have that many of them. So it's like, all right, hey. I don't mind the rain. It's outside. just when i got to be
1: outside. moving about. you, you got to do things. It's, it's annoying. That's all.
2: Okay, so um, Clippers got the Sacramento Kings tonight. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to, as best as I can, I'm, I want to give the Clippers some credit. All right? They're a relevant franchise. They were not a relevant franchise under Donald Sterling for a long, long time. You touched the, you okay. touched the
1: key third reel.
2: So they were – and listen, everybody knows, yes, I'm as big of a Lake fan. I could give credit where it's due. Steve Ballmer wants to win. I give that man all the credit in the world. He's got all the money in the world. He wanted an NBA franchise. Um, I thought, you know, for a short second there, is he going to buy the Clippers and move them to Seattle? Okay, it didn't happen. Sure. All right. He's, he's obviously planted his flag in L.A., the guy paid $400 million cash to go get the forum so that he could just have the land to go build the Intuit Dome, and the man is going to do some um, pretty amazing things for an owner that's in L.A. who's by far the secondary franchise, and it's not even close. He's doing what he can. He's working what he's working with. The question I have for you is, with what they've done over these last, let's say, five, six, seven years... Yeah. Has it changed your perception on the Los Angeles Clippers, or, or do you still perceive them the same way that—I I, I know it's two completely different owners, but do you still perceive them today the same way because they haven't got to the NBA Finals, or they blew a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets, or Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, it's been— Um, a mixed bag that combination when it first happened you thought whoa watch out that has not been the case so far they played in games they haven't played in games has your perception of them changed at all
1: yeah I think so I mean there's a couple things here which is that I, I, I say this and I'll set it up again I'll say this before and I'll say it again nobody talks about the Clippers more than Lakers fans which is Very true. And it was such an interesting thing to observe when I first started coming here a lot, probably five, six years ago. And I was like, wow, this is weird. Like, why are the only people I hear about the Clippers from Lakers fans who seem to be obsessed with everything the Clippers do, which is great, but it also contradicts your own logic about if they're irrelevant, then why are you talking about them? That's another matter. I think what a lot of people outside of L.A. don't realize is that the stigma with the Clippers had nothing to do with winning or losing. A lot of bad NBA franchises are out there. Most franchises in most leagues are not well run. The Clippers, because of Donald Sterling mm-hmm. were specifically very odious simply because that guy ran them. When he left, they proceeded to become just another NBA team, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? So like, Balmer, sure. I always say, by the way, what Ballmer should have done was blown up the form and made a big thing out of it just to sort of jam it to Lakers fans, but it's such a good music venue that he wasn't going to do that. I, I think they moved into just just another team phase, and the issue was the owner. I mean, heck, Ramona made an entire, you know, podcast series sure. about it that's turning into a television program like yep. clearly that was the story yep. and that is the main thing about the Clippers that the dust they had to wash off and I don't I don't know if you can ever really quantify how much damage he did in terms of what other people thought about the franchise and so now a guy like Bomber, who's a little bit of a cornball but the NBA kind of has cornball owners that's like what they do now you know it's 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 fine I mean I, the winning and losing is a completely separate thing of what I ever thought about the Clippers for that matter and uh now that the, the racist guy's gone, it you know, it's better by default. Let, yeah.
2: let me explain the Laker factor of it. You said Laker fans, they bring up the Clippers more than anybody. Nobody talks about the Clippers more than Lakers. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll explain it to you. For so long they were irrelevant for some of the reasons that you were talking about. Yeah. For so long they were irrelevant because they were also a franchise. It was um Dr. Jerry Buss would go in the he'd go into the luxury tax and whatever he went over that money was then dispersed to all the other owners yeah. that did not go over the luxury tax. And it was all just a business to him, and I'm talking about um, Donald Sterling, Sterling yeah. that winning literally had nothing to do with it. Winning right. was just such a, a side note. So you had one he franchise... He just wanted to be
1: at NBA games and be popular in LA. What you,
2: you had one franchise that truly, truly did not care about winning, and you had another franchise that that's the only thing that mattered. You couldn't get you couldn't get more separated from what the goals were right. between the two franchises. And they were both in LA Donald Sterling, which even when he was still there, remember they were having some success. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin got drafted. Sure. Deandre Jordan, Jamal Crawford. Yeah, he was
1: still there when they all threw their jerseys in the middle of the court. You know what I'm saying? But, in do, a
2: playoff but, game. Yeah. but what I'm saying is that right there now. was some success with the Clippers were having at a time that the Lakers started this six year descent of not making the NBA playoffs, seven. six years total. Um, uh, I'm My pretty bad. sure it was 6. But yeah. w- whatever it was, it was it was the longest streak that the Lakers I think in the entire time Dr. Jerry Buss was running the team organization he was around, there were 2 years in his 30 plus years that they didn't make the playoffs and then all of a sudden you have 6 years in a row that the Lakers don't make the postseason. So immediately the Clippers not they didn't become a threat. That's way too that's way too aggressive of a word. But what they became is Hey, they're actually having success in the Lakers, ha- are it. That was uh, un, un um the uh, Ooh, some
1: fragile egos over here. A little snowflake. No, nobody action. had
2: nobody had ever kind of gone through that from a Laker perspective. Clearly, so, <laughs> so I think that's why when you
1: say Laker fans talk about them, that's part of the background I get behind that. it. I get that, but it just seems to me like okay. Let me say it this way: If you're a diehard Lakers fan, all you care about is winning. You're so used to being the most relevant franchise in the history of the NBA. Why on earth would you ever be talking about the Clippers if you have any confidence in who you are at all? Like that—that's the strange thing about it to me. If the, if every no, insult it doesn't is have, it doesn't have anything to do if if you're if every insult is you're the little brother and you don't matter, then why are you ever talking about that person? That's well, because they I'm matter saying. now. Okay,
2: they well, do that's, matter. That's fair. Okay. That, that's the only thing that I'm saying yeah. is that it's it's not that if the Clippers were still the same. And by the way, they they still have to go cash something God, in I too. S- I'm still, that's important for them. Like sure. that for that franchise. It is incredibly important. they just got Russell Westbrook, whether that's the missing piece or he's not. that's a team that has incredible depth. They got a coach that won an NBA championship like they got some they got some real stuff on that franchise. They spend I, I, I think from their front office perspective, which you don't have a salary cap on no. bomber goes and gets whatever he can to go do it. That is competition in your
1: own backyard that you weren't accustomed to. Here's my answer to what your larger question is. The identity of the Clippers is still the owner, and I think that if the owner had a little bit more personality, this would be different. And I don't mean he doesn't have a personality. I mean we don't Talking about Bomber. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we see him. But I feel like unlike a Cuban, he, he's got a Cuban like vibe in terms of like his involvement, he's always on the court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he seems to be sort of a excitable dude. But we don't hear a lot from him. You know what I mean? He's not the kind of guy that's in front of microphones and talking about stuff. He's still pretty much the identity of the Clippers. Yeah, he's got... And Chuck got, the he's, Condor, he's who got I would his. knock out tomorrow if I saw Chuck the Condor, the worst I think he'd hit mascot. you with an uppercut. I really think he'd get you with an uppercut. You think right, Chuck could catch me with the hands? No
2: question about it. Aaron in Northridge, real quick. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, what's up, guys?
1: Thanks for calling him What's in, up, bro. man? Hey, perfect. Hey, man, I just wanted to say that the Clippers were always be irrelevant you know they don't really matter out here it's just that we have to talk about them because they're the little brother. We have No, you don't. That's the whole point. No, I just talked about them. I <laughs> yes, just talked about them. I know, but that logic is directly contradictory of itself. If something is irrelevant, it means you don't have to talk about it. That's the whole point.
2: Then maybe that's where I disagree. I think there is some relevance to Okay.
1: The and that's what I'm saying. I like think there it's, is some relevance it's okay to course. admit both. Like if yeah. you have a problem with the Clippers, okay, but what problem could you possibly have with the Clippers? Okay. They're not doing anything.
2: Um we got some breaking news here. So. So, this is coming from uh Dave Denholm. Obviously the the voice of LAFC. LAFC. LAFC versus the LA Galaxy tomorrow's game has been postponed.
1: Wah, wah. So that is a no-go for tomorrow. That
2: changes my plans for tomorrow. Um, Obviously, I'm assuming the weather. Everything else has a lot to do with this. but uh, No,
1: they heard that I might not like the rain, so they decided sure, to just call it off. That's exactly it pixie happened. Pixie-wise, yeah, 50-50, we're done. LAFC
2: <laughs> versus LA Galaxy. Again, tomorrow's game uh, has been postponed. Dave Denholm will join us a little bit later, so he'll kind okay. of break it all down for us. But that game will not be happening tomorrow. But I will tell you what is happening. Coming up next is Fact or Cap. Stay right here. Chats and was 710 ESPN.
4: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! On Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good
0: Hey guys, another low-key thing about if you might like Cocaine Bear or not is Uh if you're a really big fan of the Americans... Almost every character of the Americans is in oh. cocaine bear. So like I think it's like, a, it's like a little like wink, wink, maybe, huh. but like it's 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 pretty cool.
1: That's good to know.
3: It's I a, it's can't a great wait thing. to see this movie, but
1: yeah, I'm
2: pumped. Yeah. So are you going? Are, so are you based on her sale? There, you you going? hundred percent. I'm going. Were taking Riley and all were her, you her were friends too. Either <laughs> way, I was
3: go, I was going no matter <laughs> what. I didn't hear what you said. Riley, honestly, taking Riley and all her friends well, too. Riley, that's like I was going to ask. Can I take Riley to see a cocaine bear?
0: So one thing I don't know as a dad, do you care about curse words? Words? No, because there's there's a lot of curse words, I don't care. Uh, and I then cocaine. <laughs> she said it's gruesome. Uh, it is gruesome. gruesome, but Riley likes gruesome? kind of oh, yeah, no, she macabre. Likes, she likes that. Yeah, yeah so she is very macabre. I, I think that she would enjoy this. it doesn't fall um, far from the tree. <laughs> I am not that way. <laughs>
3: not Maybe as a I fa- <laughs> I
0: don't know. Children at some point interact. With the the drug. So. Oh
1: yeah, that's not good. You don't I don't want, know. You don't no, want I'll those. Go, I'll go without her. You don't want those themes addressed. Okay, I'll go without her.
0: I yeah. also
2: feel like After because a further you, discussion,
1: yeah, Greg Bergman will not go with because it. you said <laughs> this <laughs> my is eleven-year-old daughter. with, with Riley. because you said this is a talking movie. You're also like there's other. I feel like if you bring in kids to that movie, people are gonna be like, really, be dude. Be like, oh,
0: you know, you know I'm what I'm saying? Like mom, it's it's gonna be as much about the people in the theater. as
1: It's gonna be about the movie.
0: Exactly. All right. So ten years ago today. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence won her Oscar for Silver Lighting's playbook, but she also tripped going up the stairs to receive the Oscar, so uh, I'm sure that that would be one of the more mortifying things in your life at that point, but when you have to go upstairs in front of a large group of people, you always think you might trip. Alan, Patrick Cap.
2: Oh, guys, guys, I got a good one. I got a good one. When I was probably 12 or 13- Okay. I was an altar boy at our Catholic church in El Cajon, Saint Peter's Chaldean Catholic Church. I don't know what to do with that. Okay, right now. I keep going. Just telling you. Yeah. Okay, so there's a point, there's a time um, where uh, you got to put on the 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 i'm trying to think of what what it's called here but you're basically putting on when you're an altar boy you're putting on the gear that you're supposed to put on but the uni the kit but it's but it's (laughs) it's long right so you could easily step yeah yeah Yeah. you could easily step on it and there's there isn't much there's like four or five stairs there's a point in the mass um where you're going to go down the stairs Okay. okay? My grandma's sitting in front row. She's got a good seat. She's got a good seat. It's like section one. <laughs> She's 11. on the wood. <laughs> yeah. She's <You laughs> 111. Is she grandma? Row she... one, row two. Are you
0: carrying anything?
2: Um I'm not carrying anything. Okay, that's good. I'm not carrying anything. However, when I'm going down the stairs, again, there's not much. Maybe three, four stairs. There's like three and then space and then there's one more stair. I'm going down. I step. I step on my uh, gown, I guess you want to call uh, okay. it. Okay. Right? Uh, I oh. step on that. And uh, it's just there's nothing there's nothing I could do. That's it. Like there's I can't catch Timber. myself. Wow. I go down, um, hit a couple of these stairs, and it's carpeted stairs, so I was fine. It wasn't like it was too bad. <laughs> Church hit got the money. Stairs. <laughs> Grandma overreacts like she's gonna overreact. She's sitting in front row. She's seeing her, oh you know, her granddad. <laughs> yep, that's that's happening, and that just good. like that is how she says it. And then, you know, you got like probably 35% of the church that stand up. Like, what, did he just go down? Did he just go down? I went down. So to answer <laughs> your question, 100% fact, since that moment, I'm paying attention when I'm looking at these stairs.
3: Yeah. Berg? Yeah, it's it's fact. I mean, anytime you're walking, there is that opportunity that you are going to if you're not looking down or if you're not paying attention going to fall in front of everybody you're going to fall yeah. it's it's going to happen as much as you've been up and down stairs a billion times like or game life, yesterday oh yeah you're
2: out walking around are you not are you not double jacking every step that you take
3: well because then, yeah you're in front of the entire crypto I arena are like oh yeah if you fall here and these are the long steps too so like you you can't do your normal step up you have to actually like do an extra step to get to the next step if yes.
1: I, if i ever fall down a pair of stairs or up a pair of stairs I will have assumed at that point like I don't care if I can't even get close to dunking a basketball anymore or can't hit a ninety mile an hour fast. dunked a basketball? Yeah. In if you can't if you can't yeah, yeah. It's about You have not dunked a basketball in a ten foot rim. I don't know. Yeah, have. You have not you have not <laughs> What are you dunked? talking about?
2: A, a regular sized basketball, yes. not one of the mini, the mini yeah, balls. Yes, you're I've my height on a 10. Yeah, I'm a i a black guy. On me.
1: That, I've dunked a basketball before. Anyway, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I you mean work, nobody else Work on it one there. summer. You get one down. You don't try it again because it's not happening <laughs> in the game. That's how it happens. Anyway, I touched all, all of that stuff. Yeah, I'm like what? I dunked a basketball? I mean, exactly. Tip my fingers. Maybe twice. Anyway, the point is, is that if any of those things happen, that's a natural sort of recession of skills. Dude, if I fall up or down the stairs, I've lost a step in my mind. Mm. I focus. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a typically a stair runner, too. Like, I move at a faster well, pace than I walk. Yeah, light yeah. jog. I feel like if I botch it on a pair of stairs, I will look differently at myself <laughs> in terms of who I am. I, that cannot <laughs> happen. That no, cannot we're, happen. We're Put me in the home if I fall you know down the stairs.
2: me at crypto? Bro, there's people always spill beer, water, whatever oh, the case yeah. is. Yeah. Slipping. And it's so sleek. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to go down. This is how... I'm, if I'm going to go down... You know how many times there there been times you'd like slip but you catch yourself? Yeah. People hit the... Yeah, they, they hit the ground hard at, uh, at crypto. It's just too slippery.
3: It is. Taylor? It wasn't in a game, Alan. Cap, I'm was with Yates. If you think you might trip, you will trip. Yep. Yep. No, I got to pay attention.
0: So for me, I mean, as a woman, wearing heels or wearing long dresses is much more a part of my, uh, you know, my life at this point. And so for the mandy specifically mm. i thought about it way too hard when me and taylor <laughs> had to go up and uh, do that award <laughs> i did not drink that much of the mandy's because i was like i do not want to fall up these stairs in front of everybody at work and then have it be
1: yeah i didn't have to worry about and that, that was also <laughs> that was also like a anyway. slightly hostile environment too you right. know what i'm saying in terms of like the setup and the people that were there that would have been a bad place to bite it, it would really.
0: have been a bad place but you know i didn't so i'm just gonna think about it all the time Until this Mandy's So <laughs> a <laughs> A bride well, A little bridey- bit
3: shorter dress Just a
0: little bit shorter. I'm gonna wear a pantsuit I think this year But anyway oh, Nice uh, I like that bride- By the way We're
1: very close to Mandy's fashion discussion In my household
3: in terms Okay of what's, what's It's getting close It's getting close Yes Are we gonna go out again Uh, We can do that, yeah.
0: (laughs) A bride and groom got caught in an elevator in Charlotte, North Carolina on the way to their wedding reception and they ended up missing their entire reception. So, (sighs) getting stuck in an elevator is one of the scariest things to you. Bird your cap. Yeah, hey, it's
3: that's fact. You don't know how long you're gonna be stuck in there. You don't know how long those wires are gonna hold. You establish don't establish any... a pea corner. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, then that's a thing that you have to think about. Also, I don't <laughs> want to have to think about establishing a pea corner. That's not part of the world that I want to live in. So yes, that is a very terrifying experience, especially if you're in there for a really long time. I uh, know. Yates. Ugh. Uh I forgot what the question was, but yes, I would. Getting be very, stuck in an elevator—it's the scariest thing.
1: It's pretty scary. I got the left side, you got the right it's, side. It's pretty scary. Uh, in order <laughs> in of things, quarter. I'd be worried about P quarter, oh, no. probably number one. Phone battery high on the list as well, number two, and third, just general like claustrophobia. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Who knows? You have phone service in that. That's what I'm elevator. saying. Like th- th- again, these are all options now. The other day, I mentioned this, uh, I think on Monday on a different show. Some guy got stuck in an elevator trying to deliver me food the other day. Mm. And it was awkward. He was like, uh, so I'm stuck in your elevator. Is the food cold? I'm you know like, it? it was sushi, so it didn't really matter. But mm. I was like, oh, dang. So I had to go down to the desk, tell them, call him back. He was in there about half an hour. What do you th- I gave him fifty bucks. I was like, you
0: know, oh wow, like I mean, that's nice of you. You that know, like you enough. waited
1: a half an hour with the yeah. food in there, like after you know, your sushi was gone. Well, he, well okay. <laughs> he
3: ate the sushi, but I think it
0: probably went bad anyway. Miso soup, gone. It
1: was <laughs> <laughs> It was messing up his money to not be able to do other stuff. So I was like, the least I could do was compensate you. Right. So, yeah. Al, um,
2: Cap. Uh, when I was in high school, we had a basketball tournament in Las Vegas, and you, we were, you were
1: dunking all over the place,
2: finger roll <laughs> layups like no tomorrow. Um, we probably had seven or eight of us in the elevator. You know when you thought at one point in your life it's a good idea to all jump up at the same time when you're in an elevator. I don't know if you yeah. guys have ever done that before. That's we terrifying. did that. The elevator stopped. Oh, the elevator stopped mid. Wow. Okay? So you, I
1: mean, you got a lot of guys in there
2: then. Got a lot of guys in there. It wasn't actually that scary. The only thing that was scary is one of our guys who was the backup point guard was tripping out. Yeah. This guy's like, oh my gosh, like he's and you have so I, much I, oxygen. Can I give him? I'll give him this kind of swaying a little bit so I really I give him the okay this is a little unnerving I think I was more worried about him like bro it's gonna be fine we'll be fine like there's an emergency phone thing you call <laughs> we're calling somebody like everything's gonna be fine um I didn't think it was that scary I didn't think it was that bad so it's a cap for me the moment the elevators open, our head coach and our assistant were just standing there, like "you dumb, you know what? <laughs> and
1: then You're running be dumb. suicides." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also feel that because of my suicides particular suicides in the uh, in the hallway. Right, I think because of our age, like I I, f- I feel like if it's if it's available, I feel like I might try to escape an elevator. You know yeah, what I'm of saying? Course. Like between Die Hard and like Speed, like I yeah. feel like I've seen enough elevator escapes hard? in my life. What do you mean, one? which die hard?
2: Die Hard 2, I'm saying. If you're going yeah. go to to go to one 2? of them. I
1: would have referred to it as Die Hard 2 if I met <laughs> Die Hard 2. Of <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard 2 <laughs> is, uh,
2: that's why I wanted more details. But
1: what here. I'm saying is that I feel like I've seen enough movies where it's like, oh, yeah, I can manage an elevator escape if I really actually have I mean, to. I just got to pick up your
3: foot. You got to yeah. reach up on the, the, the top. Push through the thing, make sure you don't get your head cut number, off by yeah. some
1: flying whatever, and then you're good.
3: Well, he's also, yeah, Toy Story
0: 2. There's a huge fight that takes place in the elevator shaft. I mean, it's of the yeah, Yeah, exactly. Taylor, what about you?
3: Cap, I've been stuck in an elevator, too. It's not that scary. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the length of time. Eat an entire I, I was there for two hours. Two hours? Yeah. A yeah, girl no, had a panic man. attack. I was fine. Two hours in an elevator? Yeah. <sighs> see, but I can't see you having a panic attack just no, in No, I could see know. Taylor just sitting down. Uh, like, like, right. Is he is goes goal. Goal. Yeah. full <laughs> meditation. <laughs> He's He's yeah. We'll be fine. Don't worry. All right. Taylor's
1: the one person I actually would want to be <laughs> right. stuck in an elevator right. with, now that I think about it.
0: So there's an apartment in England that overlooks a stop. On their like subway system or their train their train system, and people have affectionately um, <laughs> referred to this apartment. I want to say as oh I, ha- I had it saved a second ago, but uh, there is a <laughs> they can see a cutout of Taylor Swift in this apartment. So this apartment this, this comedian put up a cutout of Taylor Swift in the window, and people on the, on this train system have uh, have. Loved seeing this Taylor Swift. They they to her in the morning. They put it on social media. It's really fun. Do they and they think did it's it for actually Taylor Swift. They have done it for five years. That this this cutout when has been there be for five years. Yeah, share. I was going to say, what, <laughs> where
1: is the first hand report on this?
0: So the apartment is getting sold. So th- this person is leaving the apartment, and he decided to leave the cutout in the apartment so that the next person that has could keep it if they choose to. Yep. All right. So the next, me for, uh, <laughs> the
3: next
0: for The next person living in this apartment should keep the Taylor Swift cutout up. Yates, fact or Fact!
1: This has to happen. How did, I mean, okay, first of all, as, this is a big cutout station, for those of you who don't know, there's cutouts yep. all over the place. Yep. Literally in every room of the station there's a cutout, likely. I, this bit is great. There was somebody in D.C. that used to do this. Right? It was... It was coming off of a bridge, and there was a it was always a cutout of the current president. It was an interesting because mm. you could see it sort of in the distance. you could see it enough that, like you knew what it was, and they would that's update the cutout apartment right. Yeah. they would update it it was it was cool. That's the cutout apartment. I feel like that's disrespectful to more people than just the previous owner if you just decide you're gonna kill the bit. like, why would you move into the cutout apartment if you're not going to do the cutout bit? That doesn't that doesn't make sense. To
0: me. It did look like a nice apartment. So if someone's just probably looking for a nice apartment, sure. Also, so, small side story: my my uh, house I lived in my second year. We had a cutout of Stephen Colbert on, in our window. Yeah. And one time, my friend dropped me off at the house, and she's like, "Oh, that's Stephen Colbert." She took a picture of it. Turns out, she. Is like very close friends with Stephen Colbert and like does like Thanksgiving dinner with Stephen Colbert. What? And so sent her him the photo and now I'm mortified. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, you shouldn't be mortified. You should be really happy. <laughs> That's about funny. It. That's yeah. awesome. You're All part right. of his zeitgeist. Now. Berg.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, it's fact. You have to keep that there. You can't ruin the bit once it's started. It's five years worth, and everybody else likes it too. Yeah, yeah. It needs to stay. Don't That's be not selfish. Yeah, look at food. exactly. Yeah. It would be selfish <laughs> to take it down. Right. Sleep. I thought you were going to go cap. Why? Really just did. because that's the type of guy I am? Nah, yeah, I thought you were going to be like, screw them all, take it yeah. down. I want my place.
2: So I initially was ready to go cap. But I think if, okay, if this thing is bringing a good vibe, if it's kind of like, hey, this is, people enjoy it, they like it, I just keep it there. Yeah. Is it really going to get out of your way? I mean, or is it really in your way or anything like that? I think I'd go fact on. I mean, the,
3: the window is nothing but just a train. It's not yeah. like you're losing view. Well if your whole view is gone, then we have <laughs> we have an issue there.
0: Taylor.
3: Yeah, keep it going, fact.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. That's, that's it, Professor
3: Caps. Straightforward. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need any
2: more details to it. He goes uh he goes fact right there.
1: By the way, the inaugural pickleball madness tournament is coming up, Gregory. I'm I know you're excited. excited. Saturday, March eighteenth, from ten A. M. to four PM. Hopefully the weather is Playing next week. Next week, today. Thursday. Thursday? Yep. yep. It's happening. It's happening. We have a court. We have a court. Agape Pickleball Center at Miles Square Park in Fountain Valley. Reserve seating is still available. If you want to come see me, run Sliwa, and Travis off the court, register at ESPNLA.com. Listen, the event is open to the general public, so bring all your friends. Go see Cocaine Bear, then come see the event. Thank you to Johnsonville Hoffie and Zico Coconut Water. It's going to be TVs to watch the hoops, Sliwa. Papa shot. Yes, sir. Pickleball demonstrations. I'm very excited for the concept of pickleball trick shots. A kid's zone, beer garden, DJs, and the 360 camera. ESPN 710 Inaugural Pickleball Madness Challenge. All right, uh, Dave Denholm is going to hop on
2: to talk about uh, LAFC. We all know breakfast is an important part of your
1: day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free Bright Side
5: Breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book
2: direct at LQ.com. The game not happening tomorrow, so we'll do all that coming up next day right here. Travis, it's the Show, 710 ESPN. All right, uh, I want to welcome in Dave Denholm, the radio play-by-play announcer for LAFC. Dave, uh, first off, hope you're doing well, buddy. I know it's been a long time since we chatted. Uh, thank you for joining us. We... Read your tweet. If you can give us um, as much detail as possible, we know that the LAFC and the LA uh, Galaxy game for tomorrow has been postponed at the Rose Bowl. Correct?
5: Yeah, that is correct. Uh, it has been postponed. There are really not a lot of other details right now in terms of a makeup date or anything like that, fellas. It's, uh, it's certainly you know obviously a breaking situation and uh, disappointing, but no further details in terms of any kind of makeup date yet for this game.
1: Dave Clinton Yates here. You think you can give us a readout of sort of what the vibe of this was sort of going in until this weather and news happened? I mean, Trafico at Rose Bowl, big deal. You know what I'm saying? This was going to be a big one. Tell me a little bit about what this was supposed to be. Even though, unfortunately, it's not happening right now.
5: Yeah, it was likely to break the MLS record in terms of attendance, Hmm. certainly. And, uh, you know, you could be pushing a sellout at the Rose Bowl. With for you know, for two teams that are 12 miles apart, this thing is going to be insane, and it still will be. That's the good news. It will be made up, and the you know I'm, the tickets will be you know you can reuse your tickets, and it will be the biggest game in terms of attendance wise in MLS history. I'm confident of that, and yeah, it's still going to be huge. Yeah, certainly disappointing that it's not the game, you know the opening weekend for a season after LAFC wins the title, and the Galaxy are trying to get back to that. Point where they've been so many times so I mean just a massive game they might as well just ask this
2: uh, as we you know get ready for the season I'm just curious to get your thoughts when LAFC became a franchise in the MLS and where they're sitting today how, how what were your expectations what the franchise was its potential what it can be um, obviously this wasn't a franchise moving some, some, some from somewhere else it was rooted in Los Angeles how yeah. much, are I guess, are you surprised of how much success that they've had? I'm talking about from a popularity perspective, or did you expect that this there was a good chance this was going to happen?
5: You know, from one perspective, yeah, it's a surprise on the pitch, right? In the field of play, because you never know what an expansion team is going to look like in that sense. But not off the field, if that makes sense. They were building this thing. I saw it from the ground up. I was uh, you know, fortunate enough to kind of, be in the early stages of talking to this club and, you know, wanting to be a part of it. And they wanted to, you know, to have me be a part of it. So I saw what they were building from early days and, you know, they had a, they had a kind of a mantra that they still, certainly we still talk about is street by street, block by block. They got out there and they literally just talked to the fans and what those fans that they knew would be their target audience would want, what they desire from their club and it, it has worked. You know, bottom line, you still have to go do it on the the field, guys. You know that. Yep. So if this team was in last place every year, that doesn't look so good. But So they certainly did all that right. But they got the building blocks right from the start, which we know in this day and age there's so many things that can distract sports fans. And if you don't get it right, you are in deep trouble. I mean, it can, it can really go wrong, and it can take decades to recover. We've seen that with a lot of franchises in sports. So, uh, yeah, they had all the building blocks. I knew it would be – I knew it would have a great chance to be successful, but until you go out and get wins and get three points, and as it turns out, get trophies, uh, you don't know. And, and that's the really the, the the deciding factor for fans in the long run. I mean, you can be as diehard and as passionate as you want, but you don't grow. Forget just L.A. L.A. is a great sports town. You don't grow in any sports town unless you really prove it on the field, and they've done that.
1: Uh, D- Dave, that's the last thing I was going to ask you more specifically or rather more generally what do you think about where MLS is right now just in terms of league? Listen, I'm an original I'm an OG MLS guy. Started going to DC United games as the high schooler at RFK. This is a league that I've, you know, liked as long as it's been alive. You know, new TV deal this year, all sorts of changes, but we're in a different sort of mature phase of this league. What would you consider the state of MLS at this point?
5: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's kind of like we we kind of joke around MLS, how there's been like MLS 1.0 and yeah. MLS 2.0, and then the Beckham thing changed everything forever when David Beckham signed with LA Galaxy. And now it's kind of a new phase with the Apple TV deal. There's a lot of buzz about that and how that's really bigger than just MLS, certainly, and bigger than soccer. It's it's kind of a, a landscape-changing thing in American sports, potentially, You know, because Apple's kind of using this, this deal, certainly to kind of see how it goes with sports. And I'm pretty confident. I don't have any inside sources. I'm pretty confident this will not be the last thing that Apple (laughs) pursues sports wise, right. With all the, with all the, the, the resources they have and what they want to do in the future. So it's an exciting time. And look, also bottom line is on the pitch, it's getting better and better. And I think people are recognizing that is it the Premier League? I get asked that question a lot. Of course not. I mean, the money is just not there yet in terms of what the Premier League's bringing in. Right. But it is getting closer and closer to leagues that people thought MLS might never approach leagues around the rest of the world. And that's what you have to, you know, you have to look at it like here's the bottom line L.A., it's not a hard sale. But I'm talking about other cities. That's still your club in Kansas City, or it's still mm. your team in, you know, Salt Lake City. That's who you should be backing. Now, L.A., Look, we're, we're, we're like an incredible soccer market, one of the best in the world. So we've got a lot going on here already. Nobody needs, you know, nobody needs convincing here, which is great <laughs> for both these clubs, frankly, and for all the League MX teams that have huge followings you know, and all the other soccer teams. So this town, I mean, it's, it's nirvana for me, guys, being here for two and a half decades. I mean, this is a great soccer town.
2: Well, Dave, you do a, a fantastic job, and we appreciate, on short notice, you coming on. Just uh, a reminder here, LAFC versus LA Galaxy for tomorrow. That game has been postponed. As soon as we get any more information on it, we'll uh, we'll keep you posted. Dave, thanks for the time, bud. Thanks, Dave.
5: You got it. Thanks, guys. Take care.
1: All right, that's uh, Dave Denholm right there. Um, a little bit of wind out of the sails for me this weekend now. Okay. I was looking forward to that. But the Rose Bowl, I mean, that, to me, is a shrewd decision. Rose Bowl – tough environment tough to get in and out of there you know what i'm saying they 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 protect that house well so to speak you know and so with the weather circumstance it's hard to move that many people dave mentioned that they might break a record for attendance if you've got weather that's inclement and or dangerous probably the smart move to be a little bit um safe on it, the safe side it reminds me a little bit of i went to the sc-ucla game this year right oh, and it yeah. was at the rose bowl yeah.
2: first time i'd been to a game where it's sc versus ucla and right Both good teams. Both had something to play for. It was a 48-45, something like that. It was a great game. Right. But we kind of forget sometimes. L.A. is just so spoiled with so much when it comes to sports that the Galaxy, and you and I were going to talk about it. We are going to spend a little time Mm -hmm. about it. I was curious to get your thoughts. Hey, what's this going to be like? The vibe, everything else. Right. That will eventually happen. That's going to be an unbelievable event for L.A. Hopefully it happens sooner than later. Looking forward to it. All right. um, Lakers had a game last night. They started their... What did we keep saying? 23 games left to go. 23 23
1: most important games of LeBron James' career. Some interesting things I think
2: happened last night that if you'd have told me walking in, this is what Bron would do. This is what AD would do. This is what some of the D'Angelo would do. Yet the Lakers still found a way to get a win. We'll do that coming up next. day right here. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN.